could have kids Welcome to Kids Pod, the podcast where kids get to ask adults questions they really want to know. Nothing is too rude to ask. You send in your questions and our adults will give the kids the answers they really want to hear. Today we are excited to welcome Miriam Master to the podcast. Miriam is an author and her most recent book, No Words, is all about what it's like to be a refugee. Miriam was a refugee herself and arrived in Australia when she was nine from Iran. We are very lucky to have Miriam to answer all your questions on KidsPod. KidsPod listeners, did you know the creator of KidsPod, Amy Chan, is also a kids book author. She has many amazing and beautiful picture books, including My Grandma's a Hundred, The Very Angry Reader, and The Happy Mac. And there's more coming out in 22. Peg Like Paddocure, The Alfie the Gad Dog, Flow Shows, My Uncle Lives in a Tactica, and The Race the Pig Route. You can order them all from your favourite bookstore or online at amytown.com. Thanks for your support. Hi everyone, my name is Mariam and I'm an author and I'm here to talk to you today about my new book called No Words. Let me tell you a little bit about it. You'll meet some characters, one called Hero, who doesn't feel heroic at all and her best friend, Jazz, who's a hypochondriac. You'll also meet a bully called Rufus Doofus, who has roughly the same IQ as a block of cheese or a doorknob. And then there's Aria. Aria is a young refugee without a voice. He never, ever speaks. He has no words. So this story is based on my very own refugee experience and it's really close to my heart. It's a um, funny story, but it's also a little bit sad. So it'll make you laugh, but it might make you cry as well. I really hope that you guys like it. Hi, my name's Jack. Where do you live in Australia? Hi, Jack. I live in Sydney in a funky little suburb called Newtown. Thanks for asking. Hi, my name is Olive. What was it like being a refugee? Hi, Olive. That's a great question. Listen, it's um, tricky being a refugee. As a child, I, I found it difficult. I did just want to go back home to my friends and my family and the home that I knew. But I, I learnt to adapt and I made some new friends and learnt a new language and, and made Australia my home. So I am really happy now and consider myself, well... I would say Australian, Iranian, I'm a global citizen. But yes, being a refugee in that experience has its ups and downs. It's a little bit tricky, I'm not going to lie. Hi, my name's Chase. Did you 
already speak English before you left Iran? If not, how long did it take you to learn English? Hi, Chase. Excellent question. I did speak a little tiny bit of English before I left Iran because my parents sent me to an American school, which got shut down as soon as the revolution happened. But before that, I would have about one hour of English tutoring every day at school. So I had some words, but it was pretty difficult when I got here because everybody spoke so fast and the Australian accent was not very familiar to my ear because I'd learnt English from Americans. So I learnt, I learnt most of my English here when I got to Australia and it took me, honestly, it didn't take that long. When you're a kid, your brain is wired to learn languages pretty fast. So within a year, I think I was pretty flu fluent. Hi, my name is Melody. How did you get to Australia and how long did it take? Hi, Melody. Excellent question. Well, I got to Australia by, well, I escaped Iran with my family, with my mum and dad and my sister, through the Pakistani border. It was a very scary and dramatic journey. Um, and I've written about it in my book, actually. I turned it into Aria story instead of my own, but it's pretty much exactly what happened to me. So we did, we did escape through the Pakistani border. And then after that, I moved to Portugal and then I moved to Spain and then eventually made my way to Australia about a year after our escape. Hi, I'm Daniel. Um, were, were you scared or relieved to leave your country? Why? That is such a good question, Daniel. I was scared and relieved because, well, it was scary because, you know, it was something new and I didn't know if we were going to make the journey, if we were going to survive. I also was sad to leave my home, but I was also relieved because I wasn't safe in Iran and my family wasn't safe either. So I was relieved and I was scared and I was happy and I was sad and it was all of those things mixed together. Hi, my name is Quinn. Who did you travel with to Australia? Hi, Quinn. Who did I travel with to Australia? Well, my mum and dad and my four-year-old sister, but also some other people that were trying to escape from Iran at the same time, some other refugees came along. And of course, the people that helped us to escape, they're called people smugglers. They get paid lots of money to help people to escape the regime. So it was a convoy of cars and trucks and a lot of people, most of whom I didn't know. So I clung closely to my mum. I just held on to her skirt and hoped for the best. Hi, my name is Ivy. And my name's Miles. Did you go to school when you first came to Australia? If yes, was it hard fitting in at school? Hi, Miles. Hi, Ivy. Yes, I did go to school when I came to Australia. I started in grade five and it was difficult to adjust for a few reasons. One is I didn't really speak the language very well, so it was hard for me to communicate. But also because 
I just looked different to everybody else and I was from just a different world it seemed. So it was tricky and there were lots of recesses and lunch times where I just sat by myself, read a book, didn't have anyone to hang out with or play with. But I tell you what, one day there was a wonderful person called Marnie and she just sat next to me. She asked me if, she, if I wanted to go to her house after school and play with her and she befriended me. And her friendship, I can say, really changed my life. So I went from coming here and not having any friends and finding it difficult to fit in, but through the power of love and friendship, everything changed and everything became better. And I really started to thrive and then I learned the language and eventually everything worked out just beautifully. It's me, Quinn, again. And what inspired you to be a writer? Hello, Quinn, again. What inspired me to be a writer? Well, that is a really good question and I'll tell you what it is. I just love stories. I love getting lost in stories. You just escape into another world, into another reality. It's such a fun and warm and happy place when you're lost in a story, whether it's a book or a TV show or a movie or a theatre experience. So I've been really lucky to be able to write my whole career. So I've written lots of TV and I've written some theatre and, and I've written a couple of books. So I feel very lucky to be able to tell stories and kids like you read them. It's amazing. Hi, this is Ivy again and I've got a second question. How long did it take to write No Words? Hi Ivy, thank you for your two questions. No words took me less than a year to write, just a little bit under a year to write. But it's a story I've been wanting to write for a very, very long time, possibly 20, 25 years. So that idea has been swirling around in my brain for as long as I can remember. I've had a little voice in my head saying to me, you've got to write the story of your escape from Iran. It's important that you make that story. You tell that story. So the intention has been there for a very long time. But when it came to actually writing it, I think because I've been thinking about it for so long, it just kind of flowed. And it was, it was a beautiful and an easy process in some ways. I mean, in some ways, it was tricky to write, because as I was remembering my escape and my experience in coming to a new country and a new land, it, I got quite emotional, actually. I was surprised by myself, by the fact that I found some bits difficult to write and some bits I even cried as I was writing them. But I also really enjoyed it because it's also a very funny book. There's also lots of funny bits in it. So it was a really joyful experience writing this book. And yeah, it all kind of just blurted out in less than a year. So I was lucky. Pod was created by Amy Chen on Wiradjuri land. Jingle by Nikki Strauss. Cover art by Glenn Strauss. If you like this 
episode of Kids Pod. You might also enjoy episode 136 about being a Catholic priest with Father Greg. Send us your questions for future episodes. Contact us at amychan.com. We can also ask that you please subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of Kids Pod. And to help other people find us and spread the word, we would love it if you would give Kids Pod a five star rating and share our link with your friends. Special thanks to Maryam, Billy, Brooke, Ava, Annie, Reuben, Chase, Alicia, Daniel, Olive, Miles, Jack, Quinn, Ivy, Jacob, Denver and Melody from Bethanga Primary School. Thanks for listening. If you would like to support KidsPod to allow us to make even more episodes, you can make a one-off donation for as low as $5 at ko-fi.com slash kidspod. That's K-O hyphen F-I dot com slash kidspod. There's no obligation and kidspod will continue to remain free for all. But we want to keep kidspod going strong well into the future. So we really appreciate any support you can give. From all of us at KidsPod, thank you.